We're back. The Whiskey Hue. Three brown startup enthusiasts. Business shit. I already screwed up. All right. I'm trying to do Clyde's part. I'm going to leave that in, right? I'm trying to do Clyde's part. He's not here. Doesn't show up to work. So I got a hand jump in. I'm kidding. Um, we have, ladies and gentlemen, there's a treat for you today. We're changing it up. My regular co-hosts are on hiatus for various reasons. A new baby in the fam. New responsibilities, and I will not confirm or deny that one of them may be in a witness protection program. I don't know, but I've heard some things. All right. So I brought in some of my superstar students who um, I'll properly introduce in a minute. So let me get into our regular introductions. America calls Clyde Black, Athuel Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. We're three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. My heart, this is where you come in and start singing. Ball. Drop the ball. Fumble. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> First off, let me introduce our guest for today, right? Two superstar students in my class. I just taught this class at Fordham University, Gabelli School of Music, Music, Business, School of Business, and it's the title of the class was Financing New Media Ventures, right? So we have today Melitza Yojik, Yojik, Yojik. Yo, Yitch. Got it the third time, right? Yeah. Damn. All right. And Maher. Oh, I got to scroll up. Hold up. Well, I got it now. Maher Alashkov. No. Close enough. Close. Clean it up. Clean it up, man. Maher Alashkov. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) Totally. All right. right. Yeah. So these are two awesome students. I had 34 students. Had to pick two to come on. And I have – so they are going to be today representing – I had – I was blessed – to have students representing two divisions that I'm very fond of, media and communications, and then the other side was finance. Um, we'll be doing a finance podcast with a couple of them in a couple, I think next week or something like that as well. But today we have media and communications, fond of this group, and I adore these two. They were just, they're superstar students in my class. And at one, I'm going to share a story. At one point, I had to separate the students into different groups of four to five members for a group project, and I put them all in groups. I meant to put them with people that they didn't know, uh, previously. So these guys, like, so m- these two, Mahari and Malicha, they knew each other well. They're like the Beatles, and I came and ripped one of them out. I took Mahari and put him in another group, like Yoko Onoed his ass, and I put him in another group, <laughs> and he was cool with it. I appreciate it. I should have put Malicha away from her buddies, but I kept him in. I don't know why I made that mishap, but sorry about that, man. Uh, but they were like literally running, like they had this little Beatles thing. They were like the, they were running things on that side of the room. So I appreciated them. And um, they're just, awesome and I wanted them and I know they have opinions and 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 well versed in a lot of topics and I wanted them I knew they'd be great on the podcast and I always wanted to give a place for them now Melissa uh she's kind of like what, what do I call you Melissa um all the names everything she was kind of she, <laughs> she was kind of helping me run things she was kind of running things it was like a shadow like little professor-ish going thing <laughs> going on she represented the MNC group media and communications group Jason on the other side was representing the finance group and it was funny because some people wanted permission for things and they would bring Melitza up to me and, you know, and they say, hey, can I and Belisa would ask the question for them. And then, you know, I'm like, you can just come to me directly. I was like, I wasn't that hard. Was I I was pretty, pretty laid back, wasn't I? Yeah. No, you were- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so they're both in media communications. Uh, we're, you're going to get a just a you're going to get a You know what? You introduce yourselves a little better. You both are just awesome in many regards. And I'm going to sprinkle everything uh, that I know about you throughout the episode. It's going to come up. But just give me, Milica, why don't you jump in first and tell us a little bit more about your background. Okay, so my name is Milica Jojic. I'm from Belgrade, Serbia. I'm 22. Should Did I my... says it wrong? I don't know. I'm <laughs> or because I didn't say Miguel. That's not my name. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I have a bachelor's in international management from Medulla University Vienna, and I'm currently doing a media management master's degree at Fordham. Oh, amazing. All right. Maher. So I guess it's my turn. Cool. So my name is Maher. Um, I am born in Manhattan and raised in Connecticut. Um, as an undergraduate student, I went to San Diego State and studied political science with a pre-law emphasis as well as an inter- interdisciplinary minor um, in honors um, and did my study abroad at Oxford in International Law and Politics. I realized the last semester of my senior year that I no longer wanted to do law school after I scheduled my LSAT for the wrong date and completely missed it. And sort of took that as a sign to be like, actually, I really don't want to do this at all, actually. Um, But still was really into doing entertainment because I wanted to do entertainment law initially. So I was like, you know what, let me see if I could try to find a program that like really fits what my interests are, um, minus the law part. Um, And that's how I found Fordham. And I was, I really was interested in doing the business side of media, um, which led me to Fordham's master's in media management program. And I am now in my third trimester, third trimester, and I'm enjoying it thus far. And I'm not showing at all. So I'm kidding. That was bad. I probably shouldn't. (laughs) You know what? Probably shouldn't. Too soon. It was five days ago. (laughs) Too soon. Too soon. Um, (laughs) Um, so who you know who's leading? So the leader of that group is Professor Bojena Mirzureska, mm-hmm. and I absolutely adore her. As I know you both do, she's just yeah. uh, so. I was working with the, the heads of her uh, media and communications, which she is, and the finance, and she was just so phenomenal. This entire class experience was made possible because of her guidance, just mentorship. So I really appreciate her. I can't say enough. Physical and virtual hugs for her all day, any day. She's just amazing. Um, and I know you both feel the same way. Absolutely. And so we are, go ahead, share, give a couple shout outs to Professor. She's wonderful. She's, yeah, she's just been amazing. From yeah. the beginning, all the extra opportunities, everything she's organized for us, from trips to seminars, speakers, professors, really a huge thank you to Professor Bajana. Yeah. And I'm picking up the torch for Melitza, and I'm now going to be her. So Melitza was her graduate assistant this past uh, spring, and I am now picking up the torch in her place, um, and I'm going to be one of her graduate assistants as well, which I'm very much looking forward to. She's a wonderful, wonderful person, phenomenal resource, and just like knows so much about media as a whole, um, and yeah. she's really made this program what it is, and I cannot thank her enough for that. I'm just trying to figure out new ways to work with her. Like, you know, it's just like we're trying to, you know, we're her and I, we're discussing some things. She's just awesome. Uh, everything about her, everything yeah. what you both just said as well. Um, we are the Whiskey Hue. We usually drink whiskey on the podcast. And, uh, but what are some drinks of choice for you all that you jump into? Melissa, do you want to jump in? You said you rec- you had something to recommend to the audience. Yeah. So uh, Rakia is a Serbian national drink. It's a fruit brandy and it can be from plum, pear, quince, apricot, anything. It's like... You can compare it to Italian grappa or like the Greek ouzo. Um, oh, okay. It's notorious sweet, sweet. for its high alcohol content. So you don't do it. You don't take it as a shot. You sip slowly. Oh, okay. Nice. And do you do that over rocks like ice or how, or how do you do it usually? Uh, no, you do it in a small shot glass. No ice. Well, like straight up shot. Okay. And yeah. sip it. Got it. Okay. Any hour nice. of the day. Some people do it for breakfast to wake up. I want to meet. Oh, there you go. No, listen, it's perfect. <laughs> That was yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. I want to get some. Say the name again. Say the name one more time. Rakia. Damn, I like it. All right, Maher, your time. And your I time. do not have nearly as interesting of a selection. I just enjoy tequila, preferably like. <laughs> I like Pat Blue Ribbon. Yeah, no, Pat. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. On my porch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it sounds good. I love it. I want to try it someday. Okay, 
we're going to jump into a bunch of different topics. So we had done this back in September with someone else. Uh, we went into a bunch of just hot topics because we have some young, fresh minds here who haven't been ruined by um, as, as as some of us older minds it, it ruined by business and culture and tech, like in a good way. I'm kidding. Um, so, no, so they're 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 new into this. They've had their experience. Now they're in graduate school and they're going to be coming out of that shortly. So they're going to have. You know, they're going to keep compounding on their experiences and their and their take on the world and what the world is and what they're taking from it, what they're getting from it. So I love doing hot topics with your age demo. Right. And you two are some of the sharpest in my class. Right. So I, I love all my babies. It. All my babies in my class were great. You have to pick two. OK, so we're going to jump into like Elon Musk. We might get into a little finance, some investing, some crypto, some metaverse. We'll jump into a little politics because I know that Maher's background and. Yeah, Lisa wants to run for president in the U.S. someday, and I have a cousin as with my background. Probably forward some documents for you. I'm kidding because we know tech. Let's not. Let's not do that. (laughs) We can make it look like you were born here and everything. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So this is all we're doing. So let's jump into it, right? Elon Musk opinions. Hate him so much. Hate him. Wow. Okay. Hate him. Okay. I dislike him too. Okay. So how do you really feel? I'm kidding. So give us some reasons why. I just think that, like, to me, and this is going to sort of go into something I'm going to talk about a little bit later in this, if when, if and when the opportunity comes up, um, I just really don't understand where he has received the merit for the acclaim that he's gotten for his knowledge. I don't get it. Like, inheriting uh, inheriting money that your parents have made off of an apartheid mine in South Africa doesn't really, to me, like, warrant knowledge of any kind if you're buying tesla from someone and taking it over taking it deep okay to me like i just can't i I don't really understand like having that much money and choosing to do nothing like like objectively morally good with that to me i have a problem with um and that's sort of where my issue with him stands um among many many other issues but i digress melissa and then i'll i'll bring up some points as well wow i was just gonna say i'm not a fan (laughs) i'm kidding i mean he's and without a doubt, he's you know grown grown businesses. He's a savvy businessman, but personally, I hate this space race that he has going on right now. I think the money should be used to clean up the planet that we do have. I think um, like his involvement in the crypto world also seems like a personal gain. It seems a little manipulative to buy Twitter. Um, I might be wrong. I just don't like persona that he is you are i just sneeze i'm sorry bless me me. (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding let's hear what you think yeah what are your thoughts Uh, you're very so here's the thing and i I think i've mentioned this in the class right so i'm going to agree and counter you on some points and just for the sake of conversation so i mentioned this class in my community the venture community we look at so there's two pillars right of who've just crushed it and i've mentioned this you've heard this there's elon musk and Jeff Bezos. Mm. There's several, several millions of others, but like you know, hundreds of thousands of others that have crushed it. But like these two, you look at, so one created e-commerce, something that touches most lives or many lives in America and globally. And then Elon Musk, who maybe most of what he's done, he's thinking he's very futuristic, uh, right? He's thinking that way and he's trying to impact humanity on on many levels. And there's so like, okay, so I agree with you. My, my, let's take that one point. You, you went deep and that's I appreciate that like oh, so the money came from some non a, a less than positive way yeah. <laughs> way and I get it yeah I would say I would say 
majority of the money created early times has come from those kind of experiences. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. For, for most people. Mm-hmm. So then we can question anything built technically, Correct. right? But, I'm not, but you have a valid point. And, so, and I'm glad you brought up the point because most people think he founded Tesla. He did not. No. But, you know, so the two founders actually went to my undergrad and Urbana, University of Illinois, and Urbana-Champaign way before I did. He, they had an idea and they had launched something similar at GM. Mm-hmm. Didn't fly there, so they had this thing. Elon came in and said, "I'll bank, I'll back you." So he did. You know, he was not the original founder, but then it did. Tesla is. Let's be honest, it is what it is because of him, mm-hmm. right? The other two had an idea. He was able to come in with capital and tremendous guidance, like what he did with. So what Henry Ford, I'm going to old school now, had done for manufacturing and you know in in for automation for automotive industry. He had done that on many scales and, you know, and it's, it's, it's amazing because, you know, he took that same vision and built a gigafactory and, and broadened it and, you know, learned, hey, we can do you know, automate a lot of these processes and be more efficient. And then a lot of these things are saving lives. Now, let's count it. Though. So there are many great things he's providing for society, right? The electric vehicle boom mm-hmm. was pushed by him. Yeah. Now a lot of players are coming in. He was first in le- technically at that scale to market, uh, but He's thinking next level. Now, you have some valid points like why not solve Earth problems versus going there. So, okay, he did – that's great. That, I mean I get it. There are a lot of problems here and, and that all the wealthy people in a, you know, across the globe could probably throw some money towards to do that. But he has brought like or, power storage systems, SpaceX, Starlink. NASA hasn't done jack relatively compared to what he – they never had created a spaceship that could flap in the air, launch in the air. And then return, so then you can reuse that same shuttle, the majority of it. Uh, and then, you know, and then we can sort of, that's a recycling in a manner, right? Because then you can keep doing it. So that's huge. And then there's space exploration that's going to help us, hopefully. I think Bezos, what he wants to do in space is let's take our garbage and trash from here and dump it somewhere else. That's one thing he wants to do. Elon's trying to live on Mars and shit like that, right? <laughs> He's trying to do something else. And Virgin Galactic, uh, oh my God, Richard Branson. He was the first guy talking about space. Like he's one of the first, right? And that's why he, when Jeff Bezos announced his like little flight voyager thing, homie went up. Richard's like, I'm doing it two days earlier, right? He basically said because he's been talking about it for a decade. Jeff Bezos just kind of jumped into it in the last couple of years because um, he's got money like that. So, but take that for a second. I've been talking for a while. You have valid points, but keep going. So I think another thing, and if you're a recruiter at Tesla, please turn your mic off. You hear nothing. <laughs> um, I think another thing to your point about like efficiency in creating these vehicles is sort of to the point of like the amount of human rights claims that have been made against him in his factories. Um, yeah. In addition to that, I know you had mentioned about his philanthropy also. Um, and I believe he had made a comment where it was like, well, if like someone could present me with a deal to like with the UN to like provide food and things for people in different countries. And they presented him with that deal and he fully just ignored it. And so I think he has gone, there's, I'm all for people who have really great ideas and who execute them really well and do them for the betterment of humanity, which some argue that what he's doing right now is that, um, but there's so many aspects of the way that he operates his company, the way he operates as a person in society that like really bring question to that. Um, and I think talking about how amazing of a whatever he is, a venture capitalist, a business owner, whatever, um, and not acknowledging the other part of him really does a disservice to like understanding the way that his company and companies of that size function. Um, and I think it, more people need to be highlighting it. And for some reason, not enough people are. Okay, that's fair. 
Yeah, I that's agree. It. That's why I started off by saying, you know, he's undoubtedly grown businesses. He's a savvy businessman. He's a genius. And he wouldn't be where he is without, you know, knowing something about business and the products that he's making. Um, but I just think that we as a society are just glorifying him and saying, oh, he's this huge genius. And we're ignoring that he is a human who should be understanding other humans a bit better. Like he's not doing everything that he can with the amount of money that he has. And I think okay. the that's, other, fair. that's fair. I think the other issue, the other thing is too, this is more of a societal thing as opposed to like just an Elon Musk thing. I feel like in the society that we live in currently, like people just see someone with a ton of money and automatically assume that they're a reputable source to look to for like vital information. And I think he is one of those people where when you really like step back and look at it, it's like, okay, well, yes, he built Tesla to arguably built Tesla to what it is today. But also like he already had that money already. Jeff Bezos already had the Jeff Bezos. Not at that scale. Not at that well, scale. No. So he, he, yeah, he partnered with, he brought his company X under PayPal. Sure. And he created hundreds of millions. And he, he's literally like the entrepreneur. Like he's put, he puts his money where his mouth is, right? He actually says, I'm going to build this and he did that. So there, he had some. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I've met his mom and his brother. I've never met him. He's the, you know, you're not going to like this. It was kind of the dream meet, but he sent his mom instead. She was, she was amazing uh, to speak somewhere. Uh, and she Proof was amazing. Point? She's actually, well, huh? <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> Finish your point. Uh, no, honestly, I think a lot of the people that you see that are really, really big in business like Jeff Bezos, and I hate to say it because his ability to do business in questions, sort of going to politics a little bit, but like Donald Trump and people like that who have all of this money – had money to start and I feel like it doesn't really get highlighted to talk about the fact that a lot of these people who are in these major positions with these major titles and all of this money already were fairly privileged to begin with um, and highlighting as if they're like self-made and not to say that anyone really was with him but like I feel like that is just a systemic issue in general um, that he really makes that it really brings the point forward for me with him in particular uh, okay. All right. So let me ask you then. Let me ask you this. So he's doing so on. There's two sides to this, right? So let's say in the same person, we have someone who's solving real world problems, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that way too, right? Um, and some people don't. Uh, solving real world problems, right? If he can get the sustainability thing, if we can get away from gas guzzling cars, uh, that'd be awesome, sure. right? And, and then, you know, and these electric vehicles, and that could do so much for humanity. Just that one thing, sure. right? And then if we get away from that. Now, on the flip side, I'm also hearing, hey, some part. Portions of his character are very immoral, right? Those both can be true, right? Can they be? I would I would say that both can be true. Like, yeah. hey, you're improving humanity, but on a on a, a small scale personal level, you suck as a person, yeah. right? I wouldn't even go as far as saying some people say he's actually. I so okay. I'm not trying to make this political, but like people say, like Trump in general is like charming, but he's actually you know what we know what we think of him, right? I think he kind of I think he sucks. I wouldn't want. I don't like leaders like that, yeah. right? Um, so, but. People say he's charming in person from what I've heard, right? But then now you see the way he talks and that mo- that mobilizes people. I think that does more harm to people than what Elon's been saying and doing, uh, right? Like I've never seen anything like January 6th in America. No. I've seen it in different countries. I've never seen it in America. And, you know, <laughs> I don't get that, <laughs> you know? And I'm kind of down the road. Cons- I'm not cons- – I'm like I'm a centrist in a sense and I-, I can go into that later when we talk about the political stuff. So can that be – can we say that's true? I bet if you look – like even Henry Ford. I brought up Henry Ford, right? He was anti-Jewish. Yeah. So he brought over a lot of Muslim people from the Middle East to work in factories and, and, and build up a lot of what's going on there. That's why you see like huge population. My, I, have my, I have a lot of family in Michigan. And, you know, it's awesome because you see different cultures yeah. running around that are kind of like us, kind of look like us, but then they're kind of like different and they have cool culture and they all kind of blend. So he brought that just to do that. So, but then he did 
create the machine. He figured out that human capacity can work at, in eight-hour shifts, and after that, it loses uh, its impact. So he's the one that created like the eight-hour shift days and then running three shifts a day and all of that stuff. So, you know, people with bad moral compasses in some regards can bring a lot to society. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, it's funny that all of this stuff is coming out about him now. Um I mean, these things have obviously been happening for a long time, right? Yeah. I mean, I think in the beginning of the pandemic, even before he started any of this stuff, someone, he, he had to settle a lawsuit with some African-American who's called a bunch of things mm-hmm. in, in an elevator, someone that yeah. was running something like that, right? Do you remember that I story? I think so. Um, yeah, something like that. So he's been having these kind of issues. You haven't heard about Bezos as much? Say it uh, again? Or, you haven't heard him as, about Bezos as much, but no. maybe there are. I just don't know about him. Also, another thing that's just really funny. I don't know if you're familiar with this as far as sort of like the pop culture aspect of this. Are you familiar with the story of Azalea Banks going to film music with Grimes and then getting locked in Elon Musk's house for five days? No, that's interesting. <laughs> no. Explore. Take that for Oh, yeah. And like Azalea <laughs> Banks is like live streaming it on her Instagram like five years ago. And like call, called Grimes all of like a laundry list of insults, like multiple stories long laundry list of insults. And if I had it pulled wow. up, which I wish I did, um, I would read them off. But I also think you would probably have to edit them out because they're so <laughs> they're so bad. He's done some freaky things. Yeah, that's done, crazy. In Johnny uh, Depp's place with Johnny Depp's girlfriend yeah. or wife, he's done some freaky things. Yeah. <laughs> we know this about him. Yeah. Right? Uh, so there's some morality issues there. Yeah. But I will say, uh, you know. Okay, go ahead. Melissa, you jump in because I'll I'll keep going back and forth here. I didn't know about that story, actually. So that's just. It's so funny, actually. That's a surprising (laughs) turn of events for me right now. No, like, but but I yeah. But I was say like, someone look it up because it's like it to read the actual things that she's saying just for stories and stories is so hysterical. Um, because she's absolutely right, unfortunately. But anyway. Sorry. Oh, really? I digress. <laughs> so it goes into like what it does it kind of uh, highlight some parts portions of his personality by being trapped there? About her like it's about more like Grimes and Elon Musk, like the two of them, because they were still dating at this point. Um okay. and just like that whole aspect of things. Cause I think also too with Elon Musk, you learn a lot about who people are and the relationships that they have romantically with people. Mm-hmm. And he has been rumored to have a string of like very abusive relationships over like oh i didn't know for, like that. a very long time with like almost every single person he's been with and i think that also mm-hmm. is like a testament to like the way that he operates interpersonally and like that spills into your company obviously because like the culture trickles down from the top um which probably is why you're seeing a lot of the issues that you're seeing in this part gotcha like, I, I had no idea i knew he had uh you know um how do you say this he had multiple choice uh partners um at mm-hmm. you know uh, Mm-hmm. Going to exam, uh, bringing that to exam analogy. Melissa, you brought up a good point early on. Like the whole, I thought, hey, man, why is he wasting time with Twitter? Because we need him solving real world problems. In my opinion, he is solving some of those. And then the, the moral stuff is another angle, which you're highlighting a lot for me. I appreciate that. So right. Melissa, that whole thing. And then I thought, why would he be doing Twitter? And I'm looking at China because China's crushing it. I brought this up in class in technology, right? They're doing it. South Korea. We had someone from South Korea in our class. He was sharing all the wonderful tech that's coming out of there. There's a lot of tech. Now there are no less barriers to entry. So it's not just the West controlling tech. A lot of Asian countries are coming in, just kicking some butt. What I think he want like WeChat in China, you can, it's a social media platform. You can pay, you can do it. I think that's what he wants to do with Twitter. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, why would he waste time with something like this? I mean, he could be doing other things, but I'm thinking that's what he wants to create. And if you can, if you can do that and then control payments, because he started his career in the payment place, right? With PayPal, he's part of that PayPal mafia, all these people that came out and just made a ton of money and then reinvested it. And some of them have gone on to like crush it. Actually about 60% of them have gone on to crush it in third and fourth the serial entrepreneurs and, and at a real scalable level, right? Um, give me, a, so let me, I'm not trying to take a, 
So who's someone that you think is a high, who that you really appreciate, like a go-to? Like if we, if we don't like Elon Musk, I'm just curious. I'm not trying to knock this person down. Like if you said XYZ person, I'm not just going to say, oh, well, here's what's wrong with XYZ. But I'm sure you could look into their background and find something. And what's their true impact on society? I'm just curious, right? This question maybe for the audience. They can do what Someone in finance or who are you looking for? Anyone. Anyone. Like who do you think, oh, that's I, I want to be like, I emulate this person's character, her or him, whoever it is. Who would that be? Who that you think is baller? I mean, personally, I don't think I have anybody at the top of my head. Like, I know a lot of people would have gone for Elon Musk. I wouldn't. Okay. okay. So I think I just like probably need a minute to think about that. I don't have somebody that I'm like looking up to and thinking they're changing the world. Okay. I honestly would almost agree. I think a lot of the people that people used to look to as like a model of like, I want to emulate X attribute or Y attribute. I feel like there's very few people to me at least. And this is just me. I don't know. Um, I'm speaking for the rest of the people in my age group, but I feel like there's very few people for me where I'm like, Oh, you are emulating the kind of person I would want to be in society really. Um, and I know this sort of segues into a topic we were going to talk about before, um, or that we might be talking about a little bit later on. But honestly, I think if I had to pick somebody, I would probably say Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, probably. Um, okay. Mainly because I think she's someone who really came into the political field um, with very little experience in that sort of thing. Granted, she like had like she was studied like finance and business and things like that at Boston University, and like has a background in that as far as like real world practice of like political the political world she didn't really come in with that so she had a very fresh voice she spoke her mind she didn't really care if people disagreed or agreed with her but she was very about the the, one caring about other people making sure that people are you know being treated equally um and i think there's very few people to me that sort of have that same energy that they're bringing to society at this point that's just me I like that example, and I think she's sharp, incredibly sharp. And and she's kind of a mini, you're not going to like this analogy, but the way she moved people behind something that she believed in, which is very contrarian to the way mm-hmm. we thought most people believe, yeah. Trump, they kind of came around the same time. Mm-hmm. Trump, I don't I like anything about the guy, but I, I have a lot of, as far as financial, so I'll, I'll just put it out there, right? I'm a centrist, uh, so I am socially liberal, big time, financially moderate to conservative, meaning... I want us. I want everyone in society to win, but if I want people to put in the work to win. So I don't. Let's say if hey, if you've started with zero and one person started with a hundred bucks, let's get that person to zero. Let's get them to maybe hundred. If they can, if you if you can't eat, then you can't think of trying to progress, right? Because you're trying to get the next meal. But if you, let's take care of that problem, solve the hunger problem, so then you can go to school or actually work and do all that. So then you have an out. You have an opportunity to maybe hey, let's make a couple hundred k, a couple mil, whatever it is in our lifetime, and make an impact. Um, but with AOC, so I'm, I'm curious about her. I, I have a love hate with it. I don't have love hate. I have a love and um, I find it interesting because there's a lot of things. So she, let's go. Let's go here. I think Melissa, you and I had this conversation a couple weeks back. <laughs> so she, she's anti-union. I'm not. She's pro-union. She's uh, anti-billionaire. These are things that Elon Musk is all for. He's anti-union. She's pro-union. She's he's a billionaire, uh, the richest man in the world, wealthiest man in the world, and she's anti because she wants right. She drives a Tesla, right? So she, does she need to do that? Like I'm, I'm just there's a lot of juxtapositions here, and I, I say 
these people like they move the need like are they moving the needle as much as we want them to be like i think it's awesome that she came in as a fresh because you need i don't like people that get in congress and just sit there for 50 years and don't do a damn thing <laughs> that's boring i think biden is like he's half awake he's half asleep i don't know what's going on there right and you have a lot of people like mitch mcconnell i don't even he's never smiled in the last 35 years right um so but there's like he's got mitchy resting faced but like you, you got these kind of people what, well, how are you moving the deal? I liked AOC. Oh, she's like, I'm going to change the establishment. But then sometimes you have to work within the establishment to change it. And when you come in counter, then the old, like, uh, what's her name? Pelosi. She's going to get all offended and she's going to try to push back and she's not going to embrace you. Mm-hmm. So that you, and that's the, I don't know what the, moving the needle at the end of the day. How much do you feel like she will be able to, or has she in the last three, two, 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 three years, four years? How long has she been around? Four or five years, right? About four, six, five. You five. got elected in New York in 2016, I want to say. S- same, yeah, yeah same. Five, like Trump parallelism. Five, that's what I'm six, going seven with. Seven years, yeah. probably. Yep, yep. Okay. I think she's a force. So personally, I'm not American. I don't know a lot about American politics, especially like apart from, you know, the president and his, um, um, like what he's doing at the time. Uh, I wouldn't know these smaller politicians governors, senators, stuff like that. Uh, But I do know her. So I do see her all over social media. I see her in traditional media. I think she has a very moving way of speaking. Um, I don't know what all of her stances are. So I can't not like I can't say right now if I fully support her, if I adore her, whatever. Um, But from the videos that I have seen most recently about Roe versus Wade, um, very moving. She's yeah. she seems like a she represents the people in everything that I've seen. Okay. Oh, you feel like she's moving the needle, Maher? Um, I think she's moving it as much as she possibly can within the constraints of like the the political system and economic system that we currently exist in in this country. Um, I think mm-hmm. that goes. There is a point that I've heard made quite often that like if she were to be an official in any other like in any other country she would not be perceived as like liberal and like some people would like to call her socialist even though she's not um that i think the pendulum is just so swung so far to the left or so far to the right in the united states that like anything that is not for the most part centrist and or leaning republican is like crazy radical on like on the left side and i think there's a lot of pushback because a lot of people in office currently that are older, sort of, you, I know you mentioned Nancy Pelosi, um, Chuck Schumer, a couple other, yeah. Um, if you, if you can't see, but he, uh, a will sort of, Oh made, yeah. Yeah. Made, just yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't even know what they're doing there half the time. I mean, they're yeah. not. <laughs> anyway, continue. No. And so the, my, to, to, to <laughs> circle back, my sort of point is I think she is doing everything she possibly can with no support from her, from from her party but like i think as time has gone on in the last like four years of this presidency currently that like i sort of wonder if her party like the democratic party even is her party anymore like i feel like they've swung so far right also that i'm sort of wondering at what point like there's a differentiation between like we are just going to oppose everything republicans oppose or as opposed to like we're just going to stand for things that we actually believe in and like create a platform off of that as opposed to creating a platform off of opposing everything everyone else everyone all the republicans have or have and currently are doing. Um, Let's take a similar guy. Oh, go ahead. I, cut, I didn't even cut you no, off. No, I sort of want to, to press you on a point that you had made, um, if you okay. wouldn't mind, because I, I am a political yeah. science major, so was at a point. Uh-oh. So I do want to press you on a point. So you had mentioned that you are fiscally conservative and socially liberal. Yeah. That being a paradox, how do you see 
that being po- like how do you see one being possible without the other being possible so i think the, the problem we have in america is only two parties right so i look at a country like i'm not saying india is the largest democracy sure. in the world it's a mess too yeah <laughs> right they have like i don't know how many parties they have but what they have to do to win an election about four parties have to partner up mm-hmm. because they have their own beliefs their own so what do i mean uh, a man and a woman a man and a man a woman and a woman they have the right to marry each other i don't mind a, a woman should have right over what happens to her body that's my belief right mm-hmm. other people can maybe clearly the uh supreme court voted differently recently um i and then fiscally meaning i don't like just giving so like what i said i don't want to just give free hands so this is the way republicans and democrats argue right so democrats want everyone to have the same outcome regardless of work this is a high generalization Mm -hmm. republicans want everyone to have a, a similar starting point but they don't want the outcomes to be the same now i'm in the middle there so what i mean is let me clarify I want people to all – I want everyone to win, mm-hmm. but I want you to put in the work to win. Okay. Like if – I don't like when, hey, oh, we get mad at a billionaire for making a billion dollars because America's all built on, hey, it's a land of free – the land of the free where you can be anything you want to be, right? We know that has some – there's a lot of BS involved there, right? But I think you'd have a better shot of being successful in this country than most – I would say 95 to 98 percent of the countries in the world, I would say. Right. You may have different vantage points because you have exposure to different countries as well, especially Melita. You, you've grown up in a different country as well. So yeah. so when I say what well, I'm fiscally conservatives, I don't like free handouts, meaning, oh, that person like, OK, so the perfect example, Bernie, Bernie Madoff, like Maher, if you have if you have a thousand dollars and I have zero now, a fool has a thousand dollars because that's a socialist viewpoint. If we had that right, like he wanted to there was that meme going on about uh, Bernie, Bernie, right? That That's his thing, like running. Wait, in America's contest, some, yeah, what I say? Bernie Madoff. <laughs> oh, you know, my mind goes of <laughs> Kind of the same. One sixty billion Ponzi scheme, sixty billion. Hey, that's not mine. Take it. I'm kidding. Um, they both are losing sixty billion, no matter what. Um, <laughs> so Bernie Sanders, right? Yeah. He's like, hey, if you if that person's rich, then I should be rich. Versus, hey, I want you to work to become rich. Does that make sense? I don't necessarily know if that portrayal is accurate. Um, I think it's but but my definition of what I'm asking you when you ask me yeah. what how, what my beliefs are does that make sense I, I it, like uh, yes but at the same time like no because I the, okay. the, also just to this part we can cut out but like how do you how far do you want me to go no. into with this because I don't want to uh, I'm just trying to see how uh, if I can go back and change your grade in class I'm okay. kidding no <laughs> go with it man go no with it. so I was just gonna say because I don't want to spend like a ton of time on this I know we had other things we wanted to yeah. talk about well, we get let's, let's keep it interesting for the people yeah, my th- like I don't want to get them bored yeah no for sure <laughs> I think the, the one misconception I think that if there's anything that I as a political science major can can put into this specific audience that is going to probably be viewing this podcast, right? I think mm-hmm. there is a misconception, sort of what you had said, that you people want you want people to like work for the money that they have, right? Yeah. Which yeah. that as a whole, understandable. But I think there is a very real reality where that really does sort of ignore a lot of sociological factors that go by go that sort of explain why people end up in the positions that they're in and i think a lot of the things that initiatives that were made that were socially liberal initiatives were made to sort of account for those setbacks that have been implemented throughout the like ingrained in society for years and so that's sort of for me why i really like ocasio cortez because she is somebody that like is really the first person that's like bringing light to the fact that like no this did happen and this is reality and like there is a very real world where like people didn't have as much opportunity as other people given the like the systemic issues that have been going on in this country for years and yeah. i think again that sort of circles back to my point of why i really do like her because i think she is somebody that like really is not afraid to just like 
blow the roof off the whole thing. And I think there needs to be someone yeah. to do that, especially with politics and the way that they are now. We need more people like that yeah. to, but then they need a team. Mm-hmm. You can't just do it as one person, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You need a LeBron James approach. Where you want to have 15 hall of fame, future hall of famers on your team. Mm-hmm. Still can't win. I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You need a team of those types of po- people. I agree. So, and, and I'm all about this. Cause I, like, look, we know America comes with baggage, mm-hmm. right? It's, there's been a lot of shit. My, my, my dad was the first of our family to come here. He faced a lot of it. Right. But he found his way. Sure. Right. And a lot of people that banks wouldn't lend. I brought this up on the podcast. Banks wouldn't lend to people from my culture because we didn't look like the people that were lending the banks, Mm -hmm. lending the money. That's fine. So what they what do they do? They worked hard. Mm -hmm. They got educated and they created their own investment bank within the community. There's like people in and it started in New Jersey. Um, Some of these New Jersey. What's that town called? A lot of South Asian people there. Shoot. Damn it. It's at the tip. I know it, too. Edison, Edison. Mm. So a lot of people there, you know, and I, I don't, I'm South Asian. I don't like to go there. I mean, the food's good sometimes, but I don't like, you know, it's too many of my people. I can't oh my be God. Not comfortable. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. So when I go, like I saw they created their own investment. Hey, you need to get loan for a business. You're not going to get it from the bank. We'll give it to you. Just, and then, and they built each other up together. See, they gave each other a leg up, right? Government should have been doing that. They didn't do that, mm-hmm. right? Because they couldn't do that. So what I'm saying is I want people to have an f- equal starting play, but I want you – your outcome should be based on what you put into it versus let's recalibrate where you start because some people are starting from here because of unfortunate circumstances, what you brought up, systemic issues, right? A lot of them across the table. And we have a lot of people trying to rectify that. Um, there's a way of going about rectifying it without glorifying all the other bad stuff. Just go and rectify it. Fit, get the solution out without playing up the bad stuff, I think, too. Unfortunately, the way to rectify it is through financially liberal policies, too, uh, which is sort of the point that I was highlighting. Fair point. Fair point. Fair I've point. been talking too much yeah. about this. Let me stop. <laughs> no, no, it's fair point. Lisa, you want to add anything there? Because I want to bring up some more Andrew Yang. I want to bring up RBG a little sure. bit. So, Sure, let's move. Lisa, did you want to add anything there, Melissa? Well, I, something that you said that was interesting to me, you said America comes with a lot of baggage. I did not understand how much until I moved here. <laughs> I have been here as a tourist many times and I, and I loved it. It just looked so amazing. It was like the movies. It was fun. It was wonderful. And I love it here. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't regret my decision. Fordham has been amazing. Um, just life here has been so fun. I've traveled, seen the country. My boyfriend's here. Like, it's perfect. Uh, but there are things that are, like, concerning sometimes. And I'm just like, I, wow. Yeah. 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 We had a friend who just moved back from Europe and said, hey, you have people just running into schools and doing what they do. And you know, our guns aren't even, you know, that big a deal in other countries. Yeah, that's a big thing. And it's it's a lobbying thing. I, I can't stand it. But if we didn't change after Sandy, it was a Sandy Hollow. Sandy Hook. I'm sorry, Sandy, Sandy Hook. Hook. Sandy Hook, up near where you were, mm-hmm. you're from, kind of yeah, right. I mean, it's just me. if we didn't change the rules, then America, unfortunately, probably will no. never change rules, no. and it keeps happening. And it's sad, yeah. right? It's it's stupid. That's a huge mark, and we're such a young country, yeah. relatively, to have these kind of issues. Now, think about it. Europe's never had a civil rights movement, technically, right? So there's a lot of racism that's happening sure. there too. Asian countries had the same issues. These are there's similar issues across the board as how much they dial them up at certain times. And it's yeah, America has its back. Let me. So I agree with you on that, Belitza. Yeah. Um, Andrew Yang, right? He mentioned this line: Democrats are bad at their job, right? And he's he ran as that. And Republicans outmaneuver everyone. And what, what you see with Republicans, they're party first, morals, morality, distant yep. third, fourth, fifth, barely. Yeah. <laughs> Because they get in line, man, and it's just, and that's why they move things. So I'm thinking, this is what I'm saying. I'm not knocking the Democrats, 
for what they've done. Um, I never want to see a leader like Trump again. No. Mitt Romney, cool with. Uh, I, Obama was my guy because he's a Chicago Bears fan. Like me, we cried together. I don't know him, but we cried together on Sundays because uh, our team sucks. But like, um, and then uh, like John McCain was a stand-up guy. When people went after, when they were going after each other, when they were, I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. this. You may, no, I do. Maybe you're young. When they were debating, mm-hmm. yeah. a McCain fan went after Obama's family. McCain said, stop that. Yeah. It's about Obama and I. Yeah. And that's what, that's a leader, yeah. right? Obama was the leader. I mean, you want that kind of leader, not what kind of Trump did. Mm-hmm. Some, if Trump like argues like my eight-year-old, right? Um, and I'm not knocking like conservative because I, I agree with some conservative policies and it's just sad. Um, okay, let's bring up Andrew Yang. So I think so. If Democrats could just find a way to push each other's initiatives further along and be a true force, they're united. They're like a broken yeah. – there's a lot of fragments within it. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of fragments within the Republicans, but they come together. Like, okay, I'm sorry. There's probably – I know a lot of Republicans, even Ivanka, Ivanka Trump, she had an abortion, yeah. right? Um, and But but conservative parties all about it. And, you know, RBG – Gaysner, uh, like the ju- the Supreme Court yes. judge, when she passed away, she should have done. So she's done. Obviously, she had done a tremendous amount for females yes. and women empowerment, and that is better for society. That moves males and females all together forward, right? Society. She should have stepped down during Obama's presidency. That's the one knock you can say because then she was immediately replaced with someone, and then this this happened too, right? He got to be put three people in the Supreme Justice Court, right? Uh, Trump. And that's for life. That's 40, 50 years of an appointment, yeah. technically, right? That's one knock you could say on her, man, why didn't you step down like two years earlier? The, so I'm just going to intercede really quick if you don't mind. So yeah. I think the yeah. problem – and I was a pre-law student. I remember the exact moment when I remember her passing away. I remember – this is a very distinct moment. I was in line at Chipotle. I will not forget that moment. However, um, the problem was with that whole situation was that no matter what Obama did, Congress was not going to let him do anything. Um, he yeah. had, I believe, after I can't remember who stepped down um, at towards the end of his presidency. It wasn't Breyer, but it was yeah. someone before him. Uh, uh, um, S uh, S something. Not Bri- not Breyer. Breyer stepped down recently. As, wasn't S something? S, S- uh, whatever. Oh, someone S- stepped S- down S- and Scalia, Mitch- Scalia, uh, Justice Scalia passed yes. away. Um, he passed. She away. passed away, right? And uh, yeah, and they were, he uh, and Obama was going to instate Merrick Garland, who was like very. As someone who is like claimed to be a champion for like pushing the Democratic Party forward, um, put forward an embarrassingly centrist justice um, for yeah. what he could have done, foreseeing future events. But Congress and Mitch McConnell refused to even uh, to hold hearings and then for him. On the flip side, they did the same yes. thing under Trump. Mitch, and it was Mitchy Mitch McConnell yes. who hasn't, you know, like looks like he goes into children's dreams and kills mm-hmm. the tooth fairy, right? He's, yes. he's got that kind of look, yes. Mitchy resting face. But yeah, I, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad, right? When you they do that, I mean, and they, and they allowed it to happen. That's why Democrats, I, I'm, damn, you want them to like, okay, band together and get something done, mm-hmm. right? Um, versus letting these like these guys, because like you know that. If you get, you know, I think Democrats need like every checkbox to be checked to make sure that okay you're valid. Whereas the Republicans, oh well, you had you cheat on your wife, uh, but you you had an abortion, but hey, you like to go to church on Sundays. I'm down, yeah. right? And I'm not knocking them, but they need one or two checkboxes to be checked versus all of them. I think, there's and that's what makes it hard. Also, just a lot less nuance I think that goes into picking who we want to be elected because I think there's a lot less of a fragmentation in the Republican Party because it's very much, in the, especially in the last like five years, anybody who really opposed what Trump was doing that that new era of the Republican movement they weren't reelected in office um, in 2022 if they were in the Republican Party. So Fair the point. people that were going to be countering and sort of sectoring off and fractioning 
that party aren't there anymore. So there's a lot more of a cohesive unit. Whereas like in the Democratic Party, you have the Mitch, you have the uh, Nancy Pelosi's, the Chuck Schumer's. You have the oh god, what's her name from Orange County in California? Oh god, I don't remember her name. Her and Acosta Cortez. In that group of people, there's not enough of them to be able to band together to actually like do anything because Nancy Pelosi and heads of the uh, heads of the DNC won't allow that to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and so it, you have the segmentation that sort of occurs, and you see that happening where we can't – Democrats can't make decisions um, eff- yeah. efficiently yeah. and swiftly and without really like caring about how it's perceived. Someone's yeah. perceived about how someone's perceiving it. Um, I completely agree with all of you on, on all this. We've been in this for a little bit. You want to jump to something like something even heavier? I'm kidding. Lighter? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I was, just, I was like, we've been talking about this for like a long time. Yeah. So let's so let me ask you this. Let me just let's leave this section with this. Sure. What would it take to get someone like you? So here's the thing. My group, my generation, we never unless you're really into that space, you never really wanted to enter politics. Right. Hey, we have history. We didn't have social media. Thank God back then. Um, but you all have that. Right. So but they would the higher paying or more prestigious positions were elsewhere. Right. So we went after those roles. So what would it take? Is there a salary that would make entice brilliant minds like yourselves to want to get into politics? We need, like you said, and I completely agree with you, you need the AOC, you need fresh minds on both sides to counter each other to get to a good, wholesome good for everyone, right? Yeah. That's, that's Utoria. Euphoria, we're not going to get, we're not going to get, but like, what would it take to entice folks like you to get into politics? I'm just curious because you're the, you're the money makers, right? Um, I don't think I can be a politician in this country and back at home. Yeah, cancel you. All right, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, so, like, back at home, I don't think I would either. Like, Melissa, hypothetically, if you could, like, what yeah, exactly? What, what would it take for you to want to run for an office position? The reason I'm asking you, Melissa, because you, you have the tenacity. I like how you challenged me in class on some things, right? I marked you down for it in grade, but still. <laughs> yes, okay. you did. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't fair. I'll bring that up to Professor Bergena. Um, <laughs> I think you have the highest grade like ever in any class that I ever taught, you know, the one class I taught. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, awesome. I'm flattered. Uh, well, I don't know what it would be. I think it would have to be um, an idea that I really feel connected to and something that I want to like make a move for. Um, right now, I feel like America is very divided. And this was a question that we had in one of our classes. It was like, do you think something's going to happen in the near future that the country is going to be just a bit more, you know, united in the way that everybody thinks and feels? And I'm not going to say which professor it was, but, um, but he thought it was uh, COVID that was supposed to bring us together. But it just felt like it drove everybody apart yeah. even yeah. more. We politicized it and it was the stupidest thing we did. Yeah. Right. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Um, I honestly, I don't think there is a number that could get me to go into politics because I almost did. Like, I was work. I was a political science major for four years. I had thought sure. that that was what I wanted to do when I was in high school. It's what I applied as an undergrad student for, um, and I really saw myself becoming an attorney and then either going down the entertainment law route or either going into like public service. And then I found out that public service law pays no money and it's just not feasible to be able to live on. Is that true? Yeah. Oh. Unfortunately, the you, you, okay. entertainment law you, starting salary is like 200 grand and for public service law, it's like 45,000. Good times. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I just sort of realized that I was like, I don't think, especially I think what really highlighted that for me and sorry, I'm getting political again. Um, but one of the things that really highlighted that for me was sort of the whole situation with the, 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 societal issues and the, the the legal things that resulted from them in 2020 during all of the different riots that were going on and things like that, where I sort of just 
realize that I was like, the legal system is not an effective way of affecting change. The political system is not an effective way of affecting change. And there's better ways to be able to to do that than politics. And I think had you asked me maybe three years ago, I would have been a lot more or four years ago, I would have been a lot more thrilled and excited to be like, oh, I would love to work in politics, that kind of thing. But I've sort of become jaded over time experiencing this country in in its entirety since I was born um, and never really having like having, having the country have like major wins, if that makes sense. It's just been disaster after like tragedy after disaster after tragedy since I can remember. And it's like, there's, there's no reason why I'd want to be a part of that. Well, thanks for, don't speak at my wedding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Man. I'm, just, I'm, just kidding. I'm, Sorry, I'm being very pessimistic today. I'm usually not, well, that's not, true. not at all. I didn't see it at all, man. Talk to my therapist. I'm just, hold on. Just don't mind me. I'm scheduling with my therapist right now. As we, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. I'm going to throw a phrase at Go you. For it. Um, uh, not to change topics, but I gotta change topics. No, that, no, we should. I'm kidding. Yeah. Let's change, let's jump in it. So, hey, you, you brought up the pandem- pandemic. Uh, new new habits that you picked up during the pandemic that are healthy or not healthy that you're keeping with you moving forward. I've started Start yoga. During, what? Yeah, I've never done it before the pandemic. Started doing yoga. Uh, I think it changed my life. I love it. Invented at the YMCA. I'm kidding. That was invented by my people. You're, thank you very much. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, okay. That's awesome. And you're going to keep you on that. Any bad habits? Uh, I don't think so. I went back home. I was with my family. So no bad habits there. That's awesome. Awesome. And uh-huh. for me, it was fitness also. I was sort of into fitness a little bit before, but like having- You're like our fitness king, right? Don't you? Didn't you like run valleys or something like that? I, I was, so I used to be, I don't know if I should be able to talk about this. Uh, Barry's. Oh, Valley's something different. Um, but I <laughs> I used to be a manager at Barry's Bootcamp for when I moved to New York City. It was my first job. When I moved here, um, I had been working in fitness for a while already, um, but I had already had interest in fitness to begin with. And I think uh, the, the pandemic really like allowed me to have a chance to get into that a little bit deeper. Um, also therapy that helped that, that was something I also got into during COVID, which is great. Um, and also social media was something I delved into a little bit further during the pandemic, which has been something I've listen. I'm bringing in all the segues today. You're no, you're TikTok. We didn't even talk about that. You're like, so everyone out my hair is like the TikTok king. Apparently I'm like texting, I'm like emailing Melita when I get two likes on an Instagram post. And she's like, you know, those two likes are people like Maher and me. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> I don't even know. No, that was an actual thing from like last week. Um, <laughs> you were super excited about getting your two likes. And I was like, oh, that's just <laughs> Listen, me. Everyone's got to start somewhere. <laughs> Listen, everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah, you got to start somewhere, man. Um, all right. Tell, yeah, jump into it. TikTok. You're like the king. Sure. So when I... So I had been really big into social media, like honestly, as far as I can remember, I remember being like nine years old, begging my mom to get a Facebook um, to have like, for no reason, I really don't know why I had no one I needed to be connecting with at the time. But um, as I got older, it became like a really big part of like the way that I identify myself and honestly, like as a whole, um, when I was in college, I got really big into Twitter and found a lot of like amazing friends that I've met and I'm still very close friends with like five, six years later. Um, and over time as sort of t- for me personally, like my desire to continue utilizing Twitter sort of dwindled. Um, I, TikTok became really popular and I sort of really delved into that like during my final semester of college when I was kind of like hating law. I really like need a creative outlet because this is not creative enough for me. Um, Leaned into TikTok and that's something I really enjoy doing. Um, Over the last probably I would say year I've gotten over 1.6 million likes on across like all of the content I posted. Um, Mm -hmm. I have about 7,000 followers but 
a lot of that has been gained in the last like couple months. I've really started putting a lot like larger and effort towards it. Um, still working on brand deals. If anyone is listening to this and would like to work with me on content, please email me. It's in my bio. <laughs> Number one podcast in the world. So you're definitely you brand deals. Perfect. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, that's yeah. awesome. So yeah, you. Well, you say almost two million. Wait, how many? How many? One point six million ish. Damn, that's a lot. I don't Amazing. know. If that it's a little bit more than my two. Yeah, but um, just just, just a, a little. Here, I'll put Keep it. Up. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of content are you putting out there or should we even uh, no we can't like I, the, the, just to be clear it is not in any capacity professional whatsoever like there this is not like a finance venture capital informative tiktok at all um i there are other walks of life though so you can go with it yeah it's cool i just feel like i i just have always been someone that's like very into social media trends and wanting to be a part of things of that nature and i think TikTok is a really great place to do that. And especially the more you're on TikTok, we've sort of talked about this a little bit in class, but like the, the, the extent to which um, the algorithm is tailored to you makes it very easy to find Dude. content that like that not only resonates with you, but content that if you're going to create it, your TikTok almost shows you what you should be talking about based on the algorithm you're being handed based on the content you watch. Mm. Um, and I've just sort of got to the point where I sort of just like, if I'm thinking things, I just say them. I don't really put a ton of thought behind them. Um, I do try to post consistently as far as like keeping like my content and my engagement consistent, but like the, the content I'm posting, I don't like put tons of time planning. It's like I'm on a walk and I think of something and I'll record it and post it with a sound that's viral. And that's like pretty much it. That's amazing. And it works. I love it. So yeah, that, that's great. So TikTok, and then you're actually, Meyer, you're the one that got me back into TikTok. I, did. I now I remember. I did because I, I had taken it off my phone. I'm like, God, you know, it's like to, it's a time suck. And then you brought it up in class. We had a nice yes. little conversation about it, and you ruined my life, since, man. <laughs> yeah, it was session number forty two. It was I think about wasn't it about Glossier and something pertaining to their it was something pertaining they're losing their venture capital Probably. or something of that nature. But I like had, we'd been in class for like a week at this point, and I was like, let me just see what he thinks about this because I don't know why this is showing up on my for you page. I had. No finance like, experience part of this. I'm like, you're what getting have a bunch of venture caps. Yeah, okay. I was like, what have you done in a week? Like, what are you doing to my algorithm? That's hilarious. Um, but no, I. <laughs> so they're listening. They're, they're listening. listening. Oh, they know clearly. Oh, they know. Oh yeah, man. Um, clear. Yeah, I I made fun of Little Caesars, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I got served Little Caesars because I used to work at Little Caesars when I was a kid. My my buddy's dad owned like eleven or twelve of them in this town I grew up in, so I worked at it. And it's like now I think it's probably like the shittiest pizza. Mm-hmm. Probably the I, no, mate. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. If you like it, it's the number. It's a top three. Top there is the third most popular pizza in America, which tells you a lot. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Wow! All those, all those people in Alabama. I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, no, no offense to people from Alabama. And that was Melita that said that. Uh, okay, no. so mm-hmm. all right, let's go in. So next vacation you're looking forward to taking? I think I'm going to Miami in about a month and a half because um, I intern for an agency that is based out of Brickell in downtown Miami, and I'm going to visit oh. my mentor who is there, and I oh, and also hot. see my other friends too. Yeah, it's fun. I lo- I've yeah. I've been in Miami a handful of times and really really enjoyed it a lot. So I'm excited. It's a dope city, man. It's I won't. Yeah, we'll talk off. Okay, Melissa, go ahead. <laughs> Coincidentally, Miami's also my next trip that I'm planning. Wait, um, hold on. In August. In a month and a half. Wait, August? <laughs> August, Wait. yes. Are you his mentor? Wait, what's going on here? Maybe. So I, uh, we didn't get to talk about this, but as an international student, when you graduate from university, you have the opportunity to um, work in the field that you studied. So I'm in the process of applying for that. Um, it's called OPT. And I'm waiting for those documents. And in the meantime, um, I don't want to leave the country in case they send me something. Um, so I'm going to Miami. 
So you have to go there. Is there something significant about Miami that you have to go there for a reason or you just get to go? Oh, no, I'm just saying I didn't want to leave the country as in go too far from my mailbox in case somebody comes for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. What about you? Um, Are you taking any vacations? You're are you teaching? uh, Yeah. No. Oh, no. No. They we no, not in a bad way. I just it's um, you're teaching a lot of I'm teaching in the spring. Uh, Professor Mujeska was very sweet. She offered some classes in, with another group in the fall, but I, I tried to. I really because she was like it, anything to work with her. I love it, but I just couldn't fit into the schedule. I want to work with your age group, right? Because I think you've had some experience, and then we can push the envelope on a lot of topics like, similar to what we're doing right now, right? Um, my next trip is I think Toronto and then Iceland. Ooh. Oh, amazing. Um, so we have a good group of people that we get along. Like there's Toronto's just my wife. We're going to drop my kids off at some summer camp for two weeks. Wow. And then, um, and then we're going to go to Toronto. She's never been, uh, we've been to Montreal a lot from here, but she's never, I've been to Toronto a lot, but like Toronto's dope. She's never done it. It's like Chicago. Mm-hmm. I'm from Chicago originally. Uh, and it's like, but cleaner. It's as clean as chi- Chicago, but as diverse as New York city. Cool. Right. I loved it. Could you see that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's dope. And now that it's open, we can go. Um, Okay. Uh, okay. What, what else I feel we like we should talk about like more. So obviously this, this part we're going to edit out, but like, I feel like we should talk a little bit more about pop culture stuff. Cause I feel like I, unfortunately, made, Let's jump in. I made the unfortunate choice to just like run my mouth about politics for 45 minutes. Um, I could I, not contribute and to that. And so that's sorry. why I say that is because it's like, it's you're not cutting American. this out. You're staying oh, in. Great. You're going to stay. Well, it's all going to stay good. in. Um, no, let's go in. Okay. Uh, I wanted to say something about, uh, TikTok before we move on from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a new app that's potentially going to dethrone it. And I'm not, I'm not saying this lightly. Um, it's called be real. Maher actually told me about it mm-hmm. and everybody is on it. All of a sudden I actually got a notification be when real. we started recording. So my be real today is you guys. It's such a cool concept. Have you heard of it? No. So explain. So what your, our be real today is us. So, okay. So how how be real works for the most part. Um, it is a photo sharing app that's actually, I think created as a capstone, like as a capstone project by like a college student. I think he went to USC, I think. Um, and it was, it's basically a photo sharing. I think so. Um, it's a photo sharing app, um, that, at a random time of the day, you have two minutes to take a photo of whatever it is you're doing, like in that exact moment. Um, and so you get, I, we randomly got to know both of us. Everyone gets a notification at the same exact time. Like everyone who has the app at on the their same phone. Time. And so it's like, we both got a notification. Yeah. Taking a picture of all yeah. of us too. Um, for the, I'll post this on Instagram. If Melissa shows me how I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> I'm just I'll help with that. <laughs> I need so much help for her, man. <laughs> okay. It's a, all right, go ahead. Sorry. Um, no, it's a really cool app. I, I think it's like, it, it's a very unique take on sort of how we consume media today. I think. That's interesting. So wherever you are in life, like, Hey, you feel like it serves you a time to do it or you just do it's it. A hey, random wherever you are. Serves you a time. So interesting. Everybody okay. gets a notification at the same time and you have to go on, take a photo. It doesn't matter if you're in class on a walk watching oh, a movie, dope. whatever you're doing, everybody takes a photo. And I think it's so different because then you go to Instagram and uh, I'm not talking about like Ooh, filters okay. and editing. Like personally, I don't post much on Instagram anymore, but when I do, it's like definitely a nice picture. I'm not going to post something stupid on there. So be real. Like everybody's no, go ahead. I but, like it, man. Keep um, it real. Like be real. I love that. Yeah. And you take a front camera and a back camera. Yeah. Oh, you call it, like, whoa, 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 whoa. One at a time. One at a time. Okay, homie. I was, I was just saying yes. I was agreeing. 
Listen, that's, no, I'm not saying to you. I'm saying, man, front and back cameras. For oh. me, that's, front camera's enough. Uh, well, you like take a selfie and then it captures whatever's on the other I get side. It. I get it. I'm just yeah. being That sounds like, so it's B, it's a B, E, and then R, E, E. R, E, A, L. It like should it. have been B, real. B, R, E, E, L. But No, but it's, it's kind of a play on both, right? Either way, it would be a play on the yeah. other. So I love it. Yeah. That's kind of dope. That's a cool idea. Wherever you are right now, everyone gets the same post. It's kind of like a flash mob in a sense, but not. It, it's, it's, not, 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 it's like a reverse engineering of flash mob. I put yeah. it out there, and I got to clean it up, man. All right, let's go. Pete Davidson, what do we think? Love him. What color what? is he? Pete Davidson? Is he like a deep shade? Of, is he like 50 Shades of Grey? Is that the movie it was about? Because oh, I haven't God. seen it. I'm kidding. I've seen I it. do love him. I think he's refreshing. Um, for a second, I thought he there was a rumor. But if he was meat, he'd be stale because he's gray. Right? Yeah, I'm kidding. Okay. okay, let's get back to he's refreshing. I'm just uh, no, I think I'm he's refreshing. Kidding. I like him. I like okay. a lot of the, the lot of the new lot of celebrities he's that are very ref- – like they're not refined. I think there is something I appreciate about that. Um, yeah. And that sort of goes into another celebrity I'm really enjoying that we'll discuss in a minute, but not right now. Okay. What about your thoughts, uh, Melissa? I don't like him. And now it's like everybody Whoa. you've mentioned, I was like, no, don't like them. No, don't like them. But it's really not it. Um, Opinions much? I'm kidding. I'll go for it. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, so many. So why, why don't you like him? Give us a reason. Uh I think it's the fact that he's dated so many women in such a short span of time. And then he goes on and like makes jokes about them. Sucked, man. So horrible. Like good for him, I guess, you know, he's having the time of his life, but I just feel like the standards, if a woman did that, the standards would be so, so different. Fair point. That's fair point. He also does not look like he showers to me. (laughs) Do not like him. Standing next to Kim Kardashian, like, come on. It's uh so yeah, and he punches above his weight. He's like Russia, right? Oh uh, he punches above his weight. Yeah, he lands, lands it every time. He's like Ariana Grande. Wasn't the, who's the other British actress he was dating? Uh, Kate Beckinsale. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if so, like okay, so I've worked in media entertainment for a while. So have you both? So I know there are paid campaigns for PR plays yes. to put certain celebrities together. So I just assumed a lot of this was that mm-hmm. initially. Oh, me too. Damn, man. Some of these are landing. And like you go from Kanye West to Pete Davidson, that's a whole lot of instability in yeah. the house. I'm just saying. We'll yeah. put that out there. You know, I'm a big fan of Kanye West. I brought him up a little class, but I think he's crazy mm-hmm. um, in a good way. What uh, are your thoughts uh, on Pete Davidson? Moving on. I think so. I think, so. I think he punches above his weight. I think he's, he's funny. He said some really... Like I'm a cancelable guy, I get it. Um, he says some very unique things about, like he lost his father in 9/11. The world, you know, 9/11, and then he makes he's like that's and he was talking to Snoop Dogg in a roast. He goes, "That's the only the second worst experience I had with the plane after seeing Snoop Dogg's, you know, Snoop Dogg's movie, whatever that movie was." And I'm like, "Dude, you joking like that?" <laughs> I mean, that's that's next level type stuff, right? So you look at him like as a friend, like if he was a friend, you look at him like, "Hey." I want to laugh with you, but then I also want to give you hugs. I don't know if you're okay. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. <laughs> right? No, There's that's just it. Okay, what do we go? Let's go on to someone else. Um, um, um. All right, Jack Harlow. Give me your thoughts. You said something about him. I just don't care about him at all. What? I just don't like. Yeah, I don't gonna... think his music. I don't think his music's bad by any means. Like, I think he. Like, I really like his you know, song, Lil Nas X. I like that song. I like the. Um, he had like five hot songs. I think right, it's pretty good. Couple years. Yeah. My only thing was I think there was – I'm just a little bit disappointed because I think there was that one song. I don't remember what it's called. Um, that was got really, really popular on TikTok and then like it was – Just right up. now? Just recently? Uh, maybe like two months. First ago. class. First yes. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, first class. I met, I played it in class like yeah. when, in the intro. I put that, Drake, every, Kanye. Remember? I felt – yeah. I oh, just we remember that. Oh, we remember. <laughs> we remember. I just sort of I just sort of felt like it – that album release 
that album release let me down a little bit. Um, I don't mind him as a person. I'm just not really. He's not someone I like. That's on my radar as someone I like check for. Can we can we make a general statement? Sure. So okay. So who came out with that? Like all around, a lot of people probably came out. The ones that I know, Drake. Um, Drake came out with Lynn, Jack Harlow. Uh, oh my God, why can't I think? Kendrick Lamar, who I think is one of the, like a lyricist is pretty dope. A lot of these albums, you thought like Kendrick Lamar hadn't put on an album in five years, five, six years or something like that. So you're thinking this guy's going to have something to say. And it wasn't what you expected, right? And there were, none of them were like bangers. You think like, okay, okay, so Jack, each of them always have that one club hit or something mm-hmm. that can be put out because that promotes it. I, I know how the music industry works like because I worked in it. So I, you see that. But um, none of them do that. I thought, I thought he would go deeper like uh, on some of the subjects. Drake's was kind of a sleepy album, but you know, people love it. I get it. It's like you're, lo- it. you're in an elevator in Miami. Shockingly, I, I really wrong. liked it. I really liked it. No, I, people, people love it. People love it. But you, you know, and, and I get it. I, you know, it's your thing, but like it's different than what you thought he would do because he's a, you're yeah. so used to bangers, and that's cool. He's evolving as a, an artist. He even came out and said, "You can't expect me to put out stuff I put out ten years ago every time." I mean, and I get it. It's been sounding that's what like he's done consistently for this last ten years. To me, fair point. Me. Fair point. And he he and he owned the radio waves for a long yeah. time, right? And yeah, okay. I All right, don't cool. think what of else, it as uh, sleepy elevator music. I think of like Nico like Nasty like you're partying. You're having the time of your life. You're not yeah. in a 30-second elevator. It could be amped up a bit more, though, to get that feel. For sure. Ibiza feel, right? For sure. Belitza and Ibiza. Both right today. Damn. All right. So, <laughs> hey, so can I, may I tell you something both? May I tell something? I just yeah. say. So, there were bets. So, I belong to all these, like, groups, right? So, um, there's my group about – my Whiskey Who group. We talk about stuff we're going to do on the pod, family stuff. We're friends like that. I have tech groups. I have finance groups. I have investor groups, whatever. So, a bunch of WhatsApp or little text chains, right? So in, when they found out I was going to be teaching a class at Fordham, I said, oh, what are the ages of students? They say, okay, you know you run your mouth a bit much, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's my thing. Um, she goes, and I, so there were bets by my friends that I would get canceled by the end of the first month, made it through. Mm-hmm. Certainly by midterms, made it through. No chance in bleep that I would make it to finals week, made it through. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, well, ladies and gentlemen, I showed up, spoke my truth. As you did. And I Athul Prashad conversations the way Athul Prashad does. <laughs> <laughs> and I made it through, so I won all those bets. But that's did you? Did, was there any can, were there any cancelable moments in your in your opinion? No, to me no. That was pretty safe, right? Yeah. No, you, you were awesome. You know, Same. Oh, yeah, I thought I everything that. was funny. I had, I had fun. Uh, and then what's another? What's a good hot topic that we can do quickly and get in and get out? Mm, I think you'd mentioned hot. To- so you're talking about pop culture stuff. Um, is there any other cool. pop culture things you have to 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 mention? What, what do you think of the Kardashians? What do you think in general? I'm just curious. I'm gonna throw that out. I there. like that. Oh. I love them, and I'm so sick of people thinking that they were they're the same people from 20 years ago. It's like cancel culture does not let people evolve. I cannot talk to somebody about the good stuff that Kim Kardashian's doing without them being like, "Oh, but the yeah. way she became famous." It's like you don't let them grow. I mean, my sort of thing is I like all of them point, a lot. I do. I just sort of wonder at what point people sort of stop caring because. Obviously, like a whole like, there was a, the mystique about like them as people, right? Is like Kim Kardashian obviously like made her sex tape in two thousand six, seven, whatever. That ended up getting super popular, whatever. And we sort of she did never heard about. No, it. Okay. neither did I. No, but like we sort of like we sort of watched the whole first like seven seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, like when it was on E News or it was on E Network. A lot of it was sort of yeah, like yeah. trying to find her way in Hollywood while she's making mistakes and learning her way and navigating like the entire family and what it's like to be like a Hollywood socialite, whatever. But I think now that like they are self-producing their own show, 
they're not really going to be highlighting the mistakes that they make because why would they do that? For it's like, for example, like there was an episode yeah, where yeah. there was talk, we're talking about like, because obviously the whole, tra- I think it was like Astroworld or Travis World or whatever it was called, that whole situation occurred. Um, and the yeah. production was trying to claim that the reason that um, Kendall Jenner wasn't at her mom's birthday, which was the same day that Travis World was going on, was because she was like out of town. And I think, and not just like, that's just sort of a microcosm of bigger issue where it's like, people tune into reality TV show to see the good, the bad, the ugly. But it's like if they're producing sure. their own show, at what point yeah. do they no longer allow people to see the bad and the ugly? And at, the, and at that point, does anyone yeah. really care anymore? Like, you know? I also what think it was the... Business people? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say the social media, they're oversharing. So the way that their show works is they film and then some time passes before it goes on air. Um, yeah. And they are sharing everything on their social media. So that mystique about them, like, you know what they did, you know what they wore, you know what the problems were. So by the time that the show comes around, it's kind of like been a while and you knew. Right. And so, and, and just looking at them as a business empire, they're a business oh, empire sure. to be reckoned with. Absolutely. I mean, and, and, and so my wife and I, we would always be working on our laptops at night when it was on E, I remember. And it would always be in the background if there wasn't like something else on, like, because it was like mindless that you could, you didn't have to pay attention. You could still work, but then you look up and it was aesthetically pleasing for a guy like me. And then my wife's like, oh, that's cool fashion. And, you know, and then, um, and if I had to keep up with one Kardashian, it'd probably be Rob because I could probably beat him in a foot race. <laughs> the other ones I probably could. I'm oh kidding. Um, had to, had to. Um, so, but no, but if you look at them, what they've done. Sure. And yeah, so the momager could be, there could be some shady things. She's probably, you know, could, but that's part of biz, I guess. Right. And she's, they've crushed it. Yeah. As they're an to be with. And now they're doing good with it. Mm-hmm. So can you look at it this way? So if you draw parallels to other people who've just crushed it, hey, they've created their wealth in a certain way, but they're doing other great things with it. I mean, what is she? She's getting the people out of prison. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Who deserves reform. to be? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's awesome. These are great things. These are very, they're isolated cases. Whereas, you know, like Elon, given his moral character, he's doing some things that could affect millions and millions of people, sure. right? Um, so there, there's always going to be that counter in each person. Yeah, I get it. Melissa, uh, get past the tape. Not that there's, I've heard about the tape. Yeah, we don't know if it's there. The tape that you guys don't know about. Allegedly. Allegedly, there's a tape. <laughs> Who's the other person that you ch- you chatted about? Who's Kanye dated the one person Julia, that, that oh. I don't know about? Oh, I do know. Oh, I do. So Julia, go, go for it. Go for it. So funny enough, we are actually presenting a content strategy on Julia Fox in about an hour and a half for a class. Wait, is there other visuals? Wait, what's going on? No, so I'm just saying, so Julia Fox is legitimately, I think I have to say this, one of my favorite celebrities that has become like mainstream-ish within the last couple of years. I think she is refreshing. She's different. She just doesn't care like at all, which to me, I personally really love. Um, And I think she's just like really, just like a really interesting person. If you look beyond like, her date the whole her dating Kanye situation um just a really interesting past and it's just like a very interesting person and like unapologetically just like goes through life and like the being a socialite in like a very interesting way that I've really not seen portrayed from anyone it's a very big breath of fresh air and it sort of harkens back to what I was talking about earlier as far as like people want people that are refreshing and like new and like not always perfect and like it's why apps like be real and tiktok are so popular now because people are bored of looking at like perfectly filtered and like perfectly filtered and perfectly fine-tuned and like honed in people and content and whatever people want to see people that are different and she's different to me i agree and i actually didn't know her story until we started doing her project I knew her as kanye's girlfriend and i knew her from uncut gems but 
that was it. Like I didn't know her story. She was in that movie, the Adam Sandler movie. Oh, oh yeah. She, he was in. Oh, she was in. Are you from? Wait, well, who? I'm trying to remember. She was Julia. She, wait, I. I saw it a year or something ago. I, I don't remember the movie. She's, now. A, I just remember she's he, a love interest, I think. Yeah, Adam Sandler's girlfriend, I believe. Oh, okay. I mean, I remember uh, just a couple pictures around the Kanye time. I really don't know her backstory. Yeah. I, so she has an interesting, like, in a quick, like, 10, sure. 15 seconds. Can you tell us what her backstory is? Yeah, she was, like, a New York City socialite for, like, 10 years um, prior to oh, her. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, because she – so she ran a fa- – she owned and was, like, the co-design – like, the, the lead designer of a fashion company in New York City um, and was, like, invited into, like, super A-list spaces as, like, a – 20 year old was being invited to like Mark Jacobs shows and Moschino shows and John Paul Gaultier shows wow. like super big shows already. Um, and she like really delved deep into art and stuff like that. And then she got on uncut gems because one of Josh Safdie was one of her really good friends wrote the character after her, which I don't know if you're familiar, uh, but there's a very, um, very viral clip from an episode of call her daddy of, um, Julia Fox talking about how she's Josh Safdie's muse and that like went wildly viral and really like what has sort of allowed her to mm-hmm. con- oh my god I'll send it to you after um, really? never that's, seen that. that's crazy no and I, I legitimately have not seen oh, it I'll send it to you um, <laughs> she's had a few viral moments so many also the oh, yeah. I did it myself I've seen some of the other ones <laughs> yeah she's just like a wonderful i think she's just like very interesting but she's a very interesting background like she was on the socialite scene for years she sort of admitted to the fact that she was like social climbing off of kanye because like she was bored and had nothing else to do and i remember in an interview somewhere she was like oh um she was like are you comfortable like dating like someone as rich as him and she was like oh like he's the standard like rich men are the standard for me and i'm like you know what it's nice that people are just like honest about stuff like that because there's so many celebrities that have the same mindset and would never admit to that you know all right cool i get it i get it um yeah send me send me the viral clip i have no idea about yeah i just know like when she popped on the scene i'm like oh and then she was gone right um Okay, I'm gonna leave that there before I say anything. You know, I like to, I like to, I like to push the envelope a little bit oh to God. get closer. Or throw, throw in someone else, and then we should probably should we get into the issue should know section? I'm cleaning up the shit you should know section about something you both would recommend for our audience to jump into. Um, I can go first on that. There's a hot so, new company, affordable luxury for eyewear. It's family owned with important values. Um, you know, inclusion, diversity, honest relationships. Uh, B2B sales for optical glasses, but you can get your sunglasses online at denandeyewear.com and you should follow nice. them on Instagram, denon underscore eyewear on IG. Come on, plug. Well done. Look at you reading the teleprompter. I like it. Oh, I know this by right, heart. This, oh, is, this is who I am. Awesome. And that was beautiful. For me, honestly, I don't really have like a, anything to plug at this point. Um, but if there's any professionals that are watching this and need an intern, someone working full time, um, either in like the tech, fashion, or finance space, I'll have a little link my LinkedIn somewhere. Oh, um, I know people in that space. Yeah, s- send send like consider me. Okay. I'm here. I'm ready. Sure, I'm here to take on whatever your company needs. You know. Can you help a certain professor build up his TikTok audience? I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just asking for yeah. a friend. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Since it's a media entertainment group that we brought in today, I'm going to me- recommend this one book, Bob Iger, The Ride of a Lifetime. It's been out for a while. It's a good book. It's The Ride of a Lifetime, Lessons Learned from 15 Years as CEO of Walt Disney Company. I think it was released in like 2019, 20. And it was, it just, it's awesome, right? He started as a weatherman. Uh, on ABC or one of the affiliates and then to eventually the CEO of Disney. And, you know, it talks about the, I'm a, you know, I've talked about this in class. I'm a huge fan of Apple and, uh, and he almost tie up with Apple or it might've been an, a merger at that point when Steve jobs was still alive. Um, so I think, you know, since we have 
it's it's a good story and it, it's entertaining as well and it shows you like good leadership as well he's, he's a stand-up guy and now we were going to talk about crypto we didn't get to it but like he jumped into a company he's on the board of a company called genies which has a partnership creating nfts and other avatars for like folks like you know Nicki minaj and a lot of um recording artists so he sees that so expect that just putting it out there to get acquired by disney at some point within a year or two um top gun another one never that movie it. was dope that movie was good. Like it, it lived up to the hype, and it was. I don't mind CGI, like what you see in other movies, like there's the graphics and all that they're putting in, like Star Wars and all that. Beautiful, but they did it without any of that, and it was dope. It was so good. So top, you know, Tom Cruise, man. This is good. that's how Will Smith needs to get back in. He needs to get a film. He slapped the shit out of some oh dude on stage. They're both in Scientology, and now this is the way his this is his ticket. Get into a hot movie like Independence Day. He's got to create Independence Day 2 next July 4th, and boom, he's back in. That's all he's got to do. <laughs> but Top Gun, Tom Cruise is back. All I have to say about Top Gun is you guys can't see me right now. I don't think there's a video component to this. Um, but I would like to announce that I had a mustache first because I've walked around New York City, <laughs> and every single person has a mustache now. And I'm like, now I need to do something different. I need yeah. to switch it up. Goose. When did you guys come? Goose and rooster. Yeah, I'm like, when did this happen? <laughs> it's like overnight everyone has a mustache, and I would like to announce that I was – what's, what's the deal behind the rest of that mustache? What, what's going on there? Is any reason? No. I was just like, this, right, this cool. would be hot, and it is. And I and like, you, I mean, and he kept it. I'll clarify that. I'll clarify. He had that uh, day one uh, when I met yeah. him. So boom, this is back in January. Yeah. So boom. Thank you. Love all my babies equally. We've set the bar very high. Your next generation. Good luck. Just good luck for them. <laughs>